Welcome, everybody, to Coming Home with John Allen. This is a segment called Coming Home Commentary. And welcome, everybody. We're going to talk a little bit about hypocrisy. We're going to talk a little bit about, as you all know, I am a fomenter of dialogue, of discourse, of discussion, because that leads to both knowledge, growth, and problem solving. But we have this problem on the in the political sphere, uh, this problem between the left and the right. I'm going to say that I believe that it is the right who are the biggest perpetrators of uh, destruction of discourse. And I think a good example is the recent killing of the recent murder of Ryan Carson in New York City. If you look at the discourse uh, on social media and also in the news, uh, uh, traditional news uh, world, the right pounced on that as, in their words, yet another example of left-wing debauchery. Look at this uh, cesspool city, this left-wing city called New York City. Look what happens there. Uh, crime, crime, crime. I, I, I call that a false narrative because if we look at the facts from, 20, from 2000 until 2020, if you look at the 25 states who voted for Donald Trump in the most recent presidential election, and you look at the 25 states that voted for Joe Biden in the most recent presidential election, uh, those 25 Republican states exceed the crime rate, the murder rate, the violent crime rate. They exceed the rate that you find in that block of 25 Democrat states. So there's a narrative out there. Um, is part of the problem that the right is very good at talking loudly about a false narrative? Or is the problem that the left is too quiet about speaking the truth? Is it a combination of the two? No matter how we look at it, it's a problem. It's killing dialogue. Is crime a problem in the United States? Of course it is. Does it need to be solved? Of course. My question is, how is that going to be done when the discourse is as deficient and, ru and, and ruined as it is? Jonathan Hall, over to you. What's your take on this? Well, it's a tragedy that uh, this uh, Ryan Carson uh, sounds like a uh, you know a decent guy uh, trying to do some good work was murdered in a random act of violence in New York City, uh, the city in uh, uh, perhaps the world, at least in the United States, that has the most uh, policemen. Uh, there's lots of talk about defund the police. I don't think anybody has uh, seriously gone in for that. It would be a pretty radical move. Uh, but but uh, they, say, they say that this uh, Carson uh, uh, person advocated for that. Uh, the uh, New York City police, um, they've had uh, their enormous budget uh, was reduced in 2023 by seven-tenths of a percent. Uh, this, of uh, course, was more than made up for by the fact that uh, the school safety uh, budget was transferred from the police department to the Department of Education. So there's no real reduction in, uh, in their uh, funding. Uh, random crime is always going to be a problem. Uh, and, uh, do, but does, is punishment, uh, is tough on crime going to solve that? Uh, I don't think so. It's, um, 
is a, a fact, uh, and you know we have this problem with facts, and I'll get to that. Uh, but it is a uh, it is a proven situation that uh, the United States is leading psychologists and sociologists. I know that they're liberal elite academics, but uh, they are experts on this, uh, and they're saying that punishment does not work. There are several reasons for this, mostly um, m- mostly that uh, a, a prison a prison sentence is like a sentence to go to crime school. Uh, so when they come out, uh, they're in <laughs> they're in a situation where they're uh, they're. They're broke, they're in a horrible social situation, and they end up uh, going back into crime. The recidivism, recidivism rate is, uh, is incredibly high. Right. And that's not to say that uh, we're rooting for zero consequences when someone breaks the law. That's not what we're saying. Absolutely of course, not. there should be some consequences. But within those consequences, there should be some sort of support system uh, right. put in place as a preventive measure. In other words, if you better the situation of all people, that is a proven, um, uh, it it has been proven that that results in less crime, less suffering equals less crime. Exactly. So uh, this um, young uh, black man who stabbed Ryan Carson uh, are there things that could have prevented him from doing that? Yes. Punishment, prison, that's not one of them. Um, so uh, so if he had had uh, a better uh, chance at, uh, at life, uh, more opportunities, uh, better mental health care, then uh, perhaps that uh, situation would have come out differently. Yes, and there's a lot within what you said there about uh, mental health. We know that the mental health care, there is practically no support. Uh, uh, Thank you, Ronald Reagan. We know also, we've talked about this before, about equal opportunity, both for economic advancement, equal opportunity for education. If the playing field were more level, in other words, if there was less suffering, uh, there would be less crime. That's a proven fact. How do you feel about those statistics that I put out there? Again, there's this, this I call it a 100% false narrative that the right puts out there, that Democrat equals more crime. And the numbers say something different. Now, of course, in big cities as opposed to rural areas, there's going to be some uh, a disparity. But if you go to certain areas of the rural United States, such as Appalachia, I challenge someone to say that a place like New York City is worse than, for example, West Virginia. In fact, the numbers show that you are most likely to be a victim of a crime in West Virginia than in New York. Um, how should we address, or is it? Are we able to address this false narrative, this ig- this uh, ignoring of facts, this making up of so-called alternative facts that the right often comes with? Alternative facts are uh, are false. <laughs> That's just not the way the facts work. Yeah, I can't say it without giggling. I can't say it without laughing. It's it's a ridiculous concept, but it seems to be working for the political right. Well, we have we have facts. We have things that we can see with our own eyes, uh, which are 
For example, uh, the congressional record, that's a transcript of what goes on yeah. in our uh, legislature. There is um, uh, There are things that are caught on video. I know that uh, lately... Uh, you know, uh, AI and and uh, you know, deep fake and whatever you you can get a lot of uh, mileage out of that. But there are there are things that are corroborated from several angles. You've got witnesses, you've got video, you've got recordings, you've got news, you've got hard news. Unfortunately, we don't have Walter Cronkite here telling us how it is. That's the way it was. <laughs> October 7th, 2023. I wish he was here. Um, but uh, it's um, uh, it's turned over to Twitter. Zitter, I call it now. <laughs> um, so uh, so I read through the, uh, you sent me a, a, a link to the, the thread. Uh, I, I don't use Twitter. I uh, signed up for it. Smart in, man. In, um, I don't know, a couple of years in uh, when it was uh, starting up. And uh, I decided almost immediately that I don't need this in my life. I read through a few of these uh, threads and I decided I wanted to take a shower. <laughs> um, so uh, it's, not, uh, it's not working out in the service of truth and good information. Um, uh, so, so, uh, they say, uh, I'm looking through the thread right now and they're saying, uh, that, um, uh, well, there, there are several f- factual errors that, that just go through. I'll, I'll take one factual error from the left side of this, uh, which said that New York has more police per capita than any city in the United States. Sorry. <laughs> That's wrong. Uh, New York has more police than any other city in the United States, uh, but there are several cities that have uh, higher rates. Yeah. Um, uh, Washington, Baltimore, yes. uh, a couple of more. And uh, they haven't, in reality, had their budget uh, reduced. Yeah, you said something like it was less, less than 1% reduction. Seven-tenths of a percent reduction, which was more than made up for yeah. by uh, other – it was offset by other budget um, uh, tactics. Um, so uh, a person is uh, more likely to be murdered in many rural places than they are in uh, in New York City. I've been to – I love New York City. Been there many times, uh, all the different uh, boroughs, and I've never felt threatened uh, once. Even when I went there for the first time in 1976, when it looked completely different. Well, yeah. And, and if someone tries to point out that that's just anecdotal, that's just your experience. That's well, your experience, experience is backed up. Your, your experience is backed up by the numbers. Absolutely. Uh, it is a fact that, uh, and I, I take the example of West Virginia, you are more likely to be a victim of crime, especially violent crime in West Virginia than you are in New York City. It's a fact. Um, for some reason, we've gotten to this state of things where fact means less and less. The left is becoming more and more guilty of this. At the current state of things, I do believe the right is more guilty of this than the left. But regardless of who's more guilty of it, when we have discourse at this low level with such little reliance on fact 
the discourse will not lead to meaningful change and meaningful change is what we are looking for. I believe that's what we are all looking for across the political spectrum. We're looking for meaningful change. We're not getting it with this type of discourse. Not with this type of discourse. And uh, like every third uh, post on that uh, thread, not every third, but often in that thread, you get these, you get these digs uh, about, oh, how long have you been on Twitter? Uh, did you just, how, how is your, are you enjoying your second day on Twitter? Um, yeah, it's a, it's a toxic place. It, it's a, uh, it's not helping the discourse at all. And uh, this, uh, this with facts, uh, you can't, you can't trust anything that is uh, written on there. You can, you can go in and check reputable news sources. I know that uh, I'm. I'm afraid, though, that the right wing is more liable for, to use uh, inflammatory and um, uh, non-factual information than the left has been doing. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, I think Twitter can still be a good tool uh, for discourse and discussion and debate and meaningful debate. Uh, in the sense that you can go there and pull up examples like we did with this thread. I'm going to post this thread in the comments uh, to this episode. And you can pull out threads like that and use it almost as an educational tool. This is how not, in other words, we can have a discourse about the, a discussion about the bad discussion on Twitter. It's sad that it has become what it is. It's not much of a tool for bringing about meaningful change. I have to go now. Jonathan, as usual, this is the second time now we're left hanging. There's so much more to talk about. There's a I'm lot. I'm going to get you back here for a full-length episode, a long-form discussion. Jonathan Hall, thank you so much for contributing your commentary to this little snippet of Coming Home Commentary. Thank you. Thank you, John. Everybody, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Remember, go to johnallenpod.com. That's J-O-H-N-A-L-A-N-P-O-D.com. That's where you're going to find my audio book. You want to know a little bit more about me? You want to hate me or love me a little more? Go there. That's where my audio book is, johnallenpod.com. Thanks now.